Bienvenidos Catarares, or welcome hunters to another episode of the Zach and Beats podcast. This episode is going to be a little different. I'd love to tell you that we have our usual segments like suggestions and buddy quests, but we just didn't have time this week. So what we do have is an interview from two Salvadorian hunters. Epic. I'm not going to spend much time talking here. Let's just get into it. Beats, let's hear that interview. Between Guatemala, Honduras, and the Pacific Ocean is the beautiful country of El Salvador, a country rich in culture, tradition, and crypto. We have the great honor of getting to talk with a hunter who is from El Salvador and recently hunted there, Bearded Ant Hunter. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Hunting some ants, hunting some crypto, just as usual. Nice, nice. We are so happy to have you on, so let's just get right to it. We have just so many questions based on you know where you're from and where you've hunted. Um, so I want to start right away um, because we've ba- bounced this back and forth a lot. What's the adjective for a person who is from El Salvador? Is it Salvadoran, El Salvadorian? What is it? <laughs> yeah, I saw the, the big discussion in the, in the uh, Discord server. It's actually Salvadorian for, you know, in English, so. So the, okay. you drop the L uh, from the beginning. That's it. So it is Salvadorian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Online, I, was, I Googled it, and I saw <laughs> Salvadoran and Salvadorian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Salvadorian, it's more common, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll go with you then. We'll pick you yes. up at Google. Right. Sounds good. Bearded Ant Hunter, we always want to know the, the basic stuff of, of like, you know, how did you find Coin Hunt World and things like that. Um, I do want to know, though, you said you are from El Salvador, but you're not there now. Can you tell us where you are now and what brought you there? Yeah. I mean, I'm in, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm originally from El Salvador, but I moved away to study uh, and now I'm living in Canada. So even though I'm Salvadorian, I'm technically a Canadian hunter. I don't know how to uh-huh. describe it. <laughs> now are you oh, a citizen oh. of both or no 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 i'm, I'm just a, a resident here in uh, canada but i'm a fully salvadorian citizen and i go back to el salvador every so often like i try to go at least once a year so, so i keep my my connections um strong there nice so uh, of course we, we definitely want to know what's what's the how did you come into coin hunt world Oh, right. Um, so <laughs> it was very, I don't know, weird because there's only one friend here in Canada that I talk about crypto with. So there's only one person. And so she was telling me about this game. It like, looked like Pokemon Go. And she told me, oh, you're going to love it. And I was like, oh, OK, uh, let's check it out. And so we ran into each other. And then she she showed me just you click on this vault and you click on the trivia. I was immediately hooked. I love trivia questions. I love all of that. And, you know, get the bonus of uh, earning some crypto. So why not? They give it a go, immediately hooked. So not from Reddit? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not I'm from one screening. of those rare cases. No, I actually I, I, I didn't even know about this game existed before my friend told me about it. This is a little off uh, topic. You are extremely articulate if i were talking to you i would not know that you're bilingual like i would just think that english is your native tongue um so that makes me wonder common is it that people that know english in el salvador um i mean i my personal case is that i i I have very smart parents who put me to english school or english lessons uh very little so i was like learning english when i was like nine ten or whatever so uh, I've been speaking English for a while. And obviously, video games help with all of that. So I, I guess I picked up on, on all of those things. Uh, I'll slay but... you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Headshot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but so uh, it's, I don't know, in the last, let's say, two decades, it's um, it's more and more common that people speak English in El Salvador because there's a lot of call centers and a lot of customer service and customer support type of uh, places that serve uh, for English-speaking countries. So it's very common that people are learning English nowadays, though it might, it doesn't come as easy for many. But you know, they they speak it a little bit, and that's why um, uh, some folks you can communicate there pretty easily, in, even in English. 
Nice. That your parents did that for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm super thankful that they were smart to put me through <laughs> through English lessons so young. That's amazing. I have the opposite story where I learned Spanish before I learned English and then forgot it all because my mom's from <laughs> Colombia. So it, it's a, a backwards uh, progression for me. Right. I guess if you don't practice it, like there's not that many video games in Spanish, I guess. So I got that. <laughs> I was like, you know, English, <laughs> you can practice it every day doing something, having fun or whatever. Cool, cool. How, so speaking of practicing every day, how often do you hunt? Do you hunt every day? And what's a normal hunt look like? That's a good question. So I'm, I'm not what you would define a hardcore hunter at all. Like definitely not at all. Maybe during events I do go hardcore, but I don't hunt when I'm driving. I just walk around. And so uh, a, a normal hunt for me, it's pretty much... You know, a couple of hours, maybe walking around, maybe around, uh, what's it, uh, like five kilometers, six kilometers, and that in miles, I think it's around four miles. Like it's a loop of four miles. So that's pretty much like an, an everyday thing. Uh, but during events, I've gone ham on it and I've gone, I don't know, crazy distances, like 20 miles walking in one day. Like my feet were killing me. Like that that was during the Pat Morita event. That was that was crazy. <laughs> uh yeah. No regrets though. No regrets. Were you in El Salvador for that event or was that in Canada? Oh, that was in Canada. Um okay. yeah, yeah. In El Salvador I was in um during the Christmas event. And uh yeah, that one was a little bit different because I didn't know where the things were, like the where the key booths or the user vaults or not uh not the user vaults because there are not that many user vaults but uh uh system vaults you know the white vaults there uh, i didn't know where they were and so i guess it took me way longer to to figure where they were figure out a, like a, a, a proper route to where i could get keys and uh open vaults yeah that's what we just talked about last week how even if you're just you know in a different neighborhood than what you normally are in it's like a different world you're like i don't know where to go how do I, you know what yeah do i hit this key or that key like what do i do first so yeah 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 definitely like i, I find myself now like even if, if i'm not hunting i'm thinking like oh there's the user vault and i don't know someone's user vault is here this is my user vault and i'm thinking in that terms you know it's it's weird <laughs> You were in um, El Salvador over the holidays, so that tells me you've interacted with white vaults and white keys. Do you have white keys on you right now? I do. I kept oh. thirty. I kept thirty-one white keys. Like I, I, I probably collected, I don't know, a few hundred. I don't even remember how many. But then, yeah, I decided to keep them. I don't know when I go back or just as a souvenir or brag. You know, I'm one of the few that has a uh, white yep. keys <laughs> you should see if you can bid on them in the auction house with the keys and then you might Ooh. be able to transfer white keys you might get some nostalgia people in the u.s wanting to just hold some white keys the thought right <laughs> not a bad no, idea yeah no, it, it's a good idea and i hope that's possible in the new build that's coming up uh later this week but uh, so far, I cannot bid with white keys at all. Oh, yeah, I was no. going to say, in the auction house, there's all, it starts with blue on the, on the left-hand side. Yeah. There's no white. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know what's coming on the, in the new build. So who knows? If you go to a key forge, can you, does, does that show up, the, the white keys to the, the blue? Yep, yep, yep. It does oh, show up. Cool. Like, so I have the two, let's say, or three, whatever. So I have the white, the blue, and the green towards yellow or whatever. God, it, it seems like such a waste to forge that into a blue. Eh. Well, of course. <laughs> I'm just yeah. wondering what the key forge part looks like. That's all. Yeah. I assume it has to do that, though. All right, cool. I'm almost embarrassed, like, how much out of the loop I am lately. Getting, I feel like it's getting worse and worse. So I did not even <laughs> know there was a build coming later this week, so... Oh, yeah, no, there was an announcement, uh, what was it, late last week or something like that, about uh, Spanish uh, translation oh. coming to the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's happening this uh, that. Friday. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So when are you going next to El Salvador? When? 
Yeah. Or do you know? Oh, man. I wish I would be able to go soon just to get that white QB. I want to get my hands on one of those. Oh, yeah. And obviously the ah the Bitcoin Beach QB. That's so cool. But yep. you know, gotta wait until uh, August or September. I don't remember when the the, the Bitcoin Beach QB is gonna return. I was yeah. under the impression it would return this week too, but maybe not. I I don't oh. know. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to return this week. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go <laughs> for the lunch. So, um, yeah. Best is coming. Maybe. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I'll jump in with like the last little bit that I have because then I know Zach wants to launch into a whole different subject with you. I, I want to ask you about the questions. So being from El Salvador or even just knowing people that are from El Salvador, how easy or tough do you think these cultural questions are that are about TV, movies, sports, entertainment, and with the new build coming and translating everything to Spanish, do you think it's all like, you know, things are ported over to make more sense to, to, I almost said El Salvadorians, to Salvadorians? Uh, I maybe uh, we had a, a there was an interview with uh, Rene, uh, person who's in charge of trivia at uh, in the game. So Marlov from the Wiki, he interviewed he interviewed her, and she was telling us that the localization team is really working on ways to make this trivia really localized. You know, because it is hard for the you know, a foreign person that doesn't really, that didn't grow up, grew up with the culture or, you know, we have bits and, and some points about the culture that we can get, like the movies or some TV shows that do get there. But then obviously there's some very local stuff that it's going to be hard. So, but luckily we've got that info that, um, they are working on these more localized questions. And that's not only for El Salvador. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll come to Canada as well. Because, yeah, I mean, just answering what, what was one question? Like, what is the main food of, like, Baltimore? Something like that. I was like, whoop, no, no clue. <laughs> well, it's got to be crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs> got to be crab cakes, probably. <laughs> I would say that uh, most of the people in the U.S. are saying I have no clue as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, such a big country. So yeah, I avoid the food and drink category at all costs. Like the you know what I was thinking of? Yes, exactly. I was thinking of um, things like wordplay. How there are the, like idioms where like you know two birds with one stone. These things don't exist in other languages. They're you know or it's you know it's it's twisted. It's varied in other languages. So those things aren't going to make sense in Spanish. So it has to kind of be you know there has to be the, the Spanish idioms that are used, which I can't think of any right now. But you know you have right. to translate the whole thing. Right, we're right. I mean, I enjoy wordplay. Like that's one of my favorite categories in the game. And uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm so familiar with English and I've been living in Canada, I know a lot of these uh, idioms. Uh, but yeah, definitely, some of them do not translate at all to Spanish. So yeah, definitely, they have to pick uh, some of the local ones. Uh, local like Spanish idioms or sayings or whatever for that category. Pretty cool. Nice. Zach, you have a whole bunch of stuff that you want to get into and I can't wait. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and, and listen. Uh, well, first, thank you for coming on. I, I think Beats and I were both extremely excited to just have the opportunity to talk to you, but I don't know. My mind definitely drifts off. I definitely have enjoyed this conversation. I even just are jumping in, in the middle of Beats and asking Questions just popped into my head, so I really enjoy um, your perspective on Coin Hunt. But I, I immediately jumped to El Salvador and my thoughts around the country, and then Bitcoin and Nayib Bukele, or um, mm -hmm. and, and even Coin Hunt and cryptocurrency and and perceptions around it and it being legal tender. So I just kind of wanted to pick your brain as somebody who I guess would be exposed to the inside and outside perspective of El Salvador. From your perspective, what went wrong with the first launch of Coin Hunt World? I think that, and I say that like not as a as a dig in Coin Hunt World, mm -hmm. but I heard even directly from mods like that it was a bust. You know, I kind of wanted to get your perspective on what you think went wrong on the first launch. That's a 
guess it's an interesting situation what happened and i'm saying interesting in in a sense like in a true sense of the word interesting because obviously in el salvador the fact that bitcoin had launched as a as a legal tender and we have bitcoin beach happening over there like you would think a game where you earn crypto is going to be successful so it's super like i don't know it, it, it's almost a no-brainer I, then some of the population does um speak english okay we can launch it in english and we're gonna see what's what's what i'm involved in the local salvadorian server trying to help uh folks out with the questions or like trying to learn the, the game we all know how we don't have a tutorial when we start and so imagine starting a game with no tutorial in english or in a in a language that you don't necessarily speak and so i i don't know i just empathized with that and wanted to help the players and started the discord server and so i realized quickly that players were you know having issues answering the trivia they didn't have enough time to either translate it in their head or you know do the google translate um part so that really you know made players lose motivation and then mm -hmm. probably the other thing is that the white faults they give you one cent or yeah let's see is it one cent yeah it's yes. one cent yeah. yeah and then uh whereas blue vaults give you 10 cents right and so just imagine that you don't have a car or you just walk around and you don't have enough white faults around you're just gonna get 10 cents and you walked for like two hours so you know it's not that enticing right i so i i really i really can empathize with their situation uh so and actually we brought this to illusion weaver's attention and so they reshuffled the map and included a lot more white vaults and that actually helped a little bit Mm -hmm. but uh i was gonna ask about density and that sounds like they fixed that then yeah yeah definitely it, it was a little bit better still you know tough because it's all system vaults but so those are the two main points that probably uh, let's say hindered a proper launch so the fact that the game was fully in english and that the players were not fully motivated to to earn some crypto maybe they had another expectations of the game um, mm -hmm. and so a lot of the players that started in the discord are not active anymore like literally i think there's just a, a handful of players that are active in the discord there's a facebook group as well that has a, a handful of players so um i guess those are the ones that have set up their user roles they're keep playing they're doing everything uh yeah Definitely, definitely having those two, the language barrier and maybe not being too motivated are two big, big uh, factors that uh, hinder the launch. I was Googling in preparation for this, trying to figure out like what the average income is for a Salvadorian, but I was getting very varying results. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking anything from 1200 a month to like $70,000 a year or so. I, it was all over the place. So that, that that is quite a lot. Let me tell you, for the average person, that is a lot. Like I remember when I was living there, uh, earning even five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars a month was uh, was kind of like average, and I was on on the on the higher end, let's say, mm -hmm. in uh, from the average. That I guess that uh, incentivize them to do those buddy quests. Then yeah, hit those level vaults if they have them there. The other point that maybe did not uh, incentivize players was the fact that you know you need to have ten white keys to get a blue key, and so to open user vaults you have to get ten white keys. So in in our head it would be like opening a green vault. And I don't know about you, maybe you play a little bit harder. Well, Zach, I know you do, and um. It's, uh, you know, you pretty much 
think of like, okay, every day I'm going to open a green vault. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not. I'm more of a casual player. And so a green vault is very costly for me. So, mm. so yeah, that's another thing that it's very hard for them to, to go up in the key in the key counts. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I mean, Beats has said that he forges up like 15 uh, greens a day or something ridiculous, but... <laughs> but Exaggerating, uh, but yes. I, I, I feel it when I try to just do like one or two or three a day. I definitely feel it. I have a very big struggle keeping up with keys uh, for how much I play. You know, not everybody has that problem at all. So I don't know if it's um, play style yeah. or what, but yeah, I could definitely and see that being an issue. Yeah, no, just let me share just a, a little bit of a interesting situation that happened just recently in the leaderboards. Because Salvadoran players do get yellow keys or were ye getting yellow keys um, for body quest and for the leaderboard. They even get the, the red keys. So some players were actually stopping, uh, they, they stopped playing to get green keys from the leaderboard positions because it was. I guess cheaper in their heads to get a green keys because yellow keys they don't have yellow volts yet, so their strategy was to get green keys through the leaderboard, which is mind blowing to me. Like how strategies differ depending on 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 well with, with their situation. So that's crazy. Are there green volts there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually so. Uh, my experience, so I, I was also there for the Suku event in January. So the green vaults were the ones that became the, the Suku vaults. So I spent all my green keys. I was completely drained like from the Christmas event and then from the Suku event. I, I didn't get the Suku blueprint, unfortunately, because <laughs> um, I, I ran out of keys. Like I couldn't get more green, uh, green keys. That's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I I also don't have it. I think Beats does though. Obviously, he didn't loot Ooh. it, but he bought it. Oh. Um, so Suku, yeah, are yellow vaults no. or crane? No, there's not, right? Not not yet, not yet. But soon, no. uh, yeah, yeah, there there's gonna be like four soon. Yeah. In our show notes, Beats. Oh, that's right, that's right. You put uh, it there. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'll I'll catch up. I'll be there. I don't know if. Anybody from El Salvador will listen, but you know if they do, I'm sure they've talked about it a bunch in Discord. And I'm, by the way, thank you for helping so much in Discord. Like if I could nominate anybody that that isn't a Discord mod to like you know, be paid some keys for what they do for the game, it would in Discord. It would definitely be you because I've countless times just seen you, thank you. help people, and you know you are in a unique situation where. Uh, much of us who would like to help, like Manel, would have to use a Google Translator. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. So we we appreciate it, both both Beats and I, and I guess everybody else too. So, yeah, I I want to share though with Salvadorians if they're listening, just to let them know at least for the first several months. I'm sure you agree with me, Beats, that they will very likely, if they're an active player that plays the game a lot and dedicates two to I'm going to be ridiculous, but two to eight hours a day playing this game. I am convinced that they will be able to make several hundred dollars very quickly between all of the U S players that are going to be competing to get their white paint and their white QB blueprint. I could easily see them. I don't want to be, too ridiculous, but I could see them making thousands of dollars in the first couple months if, if they're a hardcore. I definitely player. agree that e event hunting will pay handsomely. That you, you, you know, when there's an event that month is like you, your bills are paid for if you go out and get all the, the what the papooses or whatever they are, <laughs> you could sell them and have endless green keys, you know, to sell five at a time or whatever, 10 at a time, so that you know you keep it low. But yep, oh, you could do it. I imagine the first uh, white blueprints, white Kiwi blueprints, will probably go for a red or many yellows, or and then if they have that yellow vault there, then if it goes for like one red, they'll get nine yellows, and if it goes for nine yellows, then for nine weeks straight, they have an opportunity to hit that yellow vault. You know, so yeah. or, so I mean that could see that 
quickly translating and, and then they'll figure out like, oh, wow, if I use the auction house and I sell and buy and sell, I can easily turn these into green keys quickly. And obviously the Spanish, like you said, one of the bigger barriers was the fact that it was in English and that changing. I, I really want to get those like hardcore gamers to, they won't be listening to this, but I want them to know like, Hey, this is your opportunity. I'm excited for them. So that, I guess that leads me to my next question. Like, do you think this launch is going to go better? It sounds like based on what you said, you thought the problems were that we've, for the most part, I think addressed a lot of those. I think you think it'll go better, but I'll let you speak instead of speaking for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this, this launch is definitely going to go better. And I think I must give a full disclaimer on the fact that uh, Illusion Weaver uh, approached me to become a mod for the new uh, Latin American Discord server, where I Spanish is going to be the main the main language. So uh, we've been That's hyping up the launch uh, for for a bit now, and so I think I think it's going to be uh, a lot better than the first. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, incentives now for the players, so I think they've they've learned from the this first launch that what worked what didn't and so now i think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a better uh more of a success i would say yeah that's awesome i think we're excited for that uh looking forward to it and we hope that it's also replicated in the philippines yeah 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 that's exciting too i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of things that they're gonna apply to that launch I think that I'm really happy that they kind of revamped this because they it's almost like getting a third opportunity, not for El Salvador, obviously, but you know they get to see how the revamped version goes in El Salvador and they can tweak it for the Philippines too. And I think as everybody knows, the Philippines are like known for gaming. So everybody's joking about like, all right, you're never going to make the leaderboard again. Uh, so you know, <laughs> get, get, your, get your March month in or, you know what I mean? So we're all oh. excited for it, you know, for them to come and play and, um, yeah. yeah. So how long do you think you're going to last as the first uh, global, Zach? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You mean last month was the my first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably my last time finishing first in a month. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to go back to back? You're not going to do global uh, one this month, too? That's true. Yeah. Oh, damn. Keep uh, missing that we're March already. Yep, yep, we're March. And... Yeah, and I'm number two worldwide. I think I guess uh, the question will be how long can I uh, sustain that? Which I'm guessing more <laughs> weeks, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I want to ask some more questions. I guess uh, they're not exactly coin hunt related. I mean, they are in a sense, but I just want to get your perspective. I don't particularly want to, um, you know, anger anybody or. You know, like in the Discord, you're not really supposed to talk politics, religion, et cetera. But, and that's not my goal the Discord here. right now. What? I said, we're not in the Discord right now. Right, we're not in the Discord <laughs> right now. And, like, that's not my goal is not to, like, stir the pot. It's just to, like, get, again, like I said earlier, to get your perspective um, because you're in such a unique situation. So I, I am genuinely curious, again, because you understand the Salvadorian, the Salvadorian media, and the outside perspective of US and Canada, or at least Canada. And I literally would not be able to tell you since any of that Canadian accent, I wouldn't know unless you told me. But anyways, you speak English, Spanish, and now you're outside of El Salvador. So um, I w I'm interested in what you think of Nayib Bukele. He's obviously a dictator and he's very, uh, obviously you're under an alias, so I don't think you're you know, afraid of sharing your opinion, but, I, but uh, he comes off to me as a little narcissistic, which I, don't necessarily have an opinion on it. I don't care. You know, at the same time, what I can see, what he says on social media and the interviews I've heard, like uh, Peter McCormick has a Bitcoin podcast and he interviewed him and he's done an interview a third time, but hasn't released it yet. So I've listened to those. And from what I can tell, he generally wants what's best for El Salvador, despite the position he's in and kind of being narcissistic as most, I would say, most dictators are. So I kind of wanted to get your, your opinion on him. What do you think of him? And um, Sure. I mean, I, I wasn't there when he was elected or his campaign, but he was previously a mayor for the capital city and, a, and another town before that. 
And so we, we kind of knew already who he was. And so he just gained a lot of pop- popularity through social media during the election campaign because he appealed to a lot of uh, young folks because his message was, let's bring some new, literally new ideas. That's the name of his uh, political party. Mm-hmm. Some new ideas to the country. And so definitely he has some great... Um, initiatives and some the 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 best interests of of the country and probably in his head. But my critique, I, I agree. Like he's a little bit narcissistic with uh, with everything. But yeah, as you said, it comes with. I, I guess it comes with a job a little bit. <laughs> um, so so it, it really doesn't make any difference. But he he has very good ideas and. In my opinion, maybe the execution of those ideas could be improved because a lot of the initiatives that he started have not landed very well with the general public because of the way they have been executed. And so, but again, I'm sure time will tell how things play out for El Salvador. And Mm so I'm. I'm just happy to have a new face. We had 20-something years of the same type of mentality. And then, yeah, so it was it was refreshing to see a new face and a younger person in as a president. So, yeah, that that's, I guess, uh, summarizes my, sure. my thoughts on him. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's it seems like a pretty down-to-earth opinion just hearing you talk about it. I'm curious, like, I was just looking at articles about El Salvador and... I came across a picture of someone with a with a mask, almost like a Satoshi-looking mask. It looks like they're <laughs> kind of vandalizing uh, a Chivo wallet sign that has, you know, a, a symbol of Bitcoin and with it X'd out and make Satoshi masks. That 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 is a Salvador Dali mask. You know uh, the the show Money Heist or yeah. La Casa de Papel. If you're uh, yeah on okay Netflix. Yep, I just I just saw an ad for it. Yep. I thought it was yeah. a Guy Fox mask, but okay. Yeah, that that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that person with the mask Sorry. looks like no, it's great. Looks like they're vandalizing the the sign and so just to back up a second, like I feel a little bit like the media in the United States and I don't know about Canada, but it just has such a biased opinion either like to the left democratic or to the right republican. Uh, I feel like sometimes it's hard to get an unbiased opinion. Anyways, the picture to me, I'm bringing it up because the picture to me, like, it looks staged because there's seemingly nine professional photographers in the background taking this photo or taking a similar photo of the photo I'm looking at. But it's, it reminds me of like what the US media does. Like they're trying to paint a picture of how they think the country fields toward Bukele or Bitcoin or the Chivo wallet. Obviously, I'm making an assumption uh, based on suspicion of how I perceive the U.S. media to act, but uh, like how they paint the narrative that they want you to be. But I have no position on it. I'm just, I'm just wondering if it's do the majority of Salvadorians hate Bitcoin? Like, could that be also influencing Bitcoin hunt world adoption? Like, so first of all, I cannot really speak to the picture if it's staged or not. Like, I, I don't know. It's probably staged. It looks very like, even though it looks violent. It's very calm, if that makes any sense. So it definitely has that a little bit of a of a staged feeling. I, I'll give you that. But so about Bitcoin and the opinion of Bitcoin in, in the country, Bitcoin Beach is where the whole Bitcoin thing started. And so it really helped the community there to move money, do transactions, improve the, the, the economy there because people don't have necessarily or don't usually have access to a bank account. And so the fact that Bitcoin was there really helped with that. And uh, also there's a lot of other things uh, like uh, the country's economy depends a lot of remittances. And so having Bitcoin with lower fees to do transactions or versus you know regular money it does help it does help and so people from bitcoin beach they have seen that 
firsthand, you know, how Bitcoin can benefit them. The problem is, or the, not the problem, but maybe something to point out is that Bitcoin Beach is a very small community, very uh, small town, and they had a, a good amount of time, and I don't remember how long they had to kind of like learn how Bitcoin worked. They had people training or teaching them how everything worked. Whereas the Bitcoin as a legal tender in the country, it was very sudden, like literally it was overnight. And so everyone was uh, caught off guard. And so people started, what is this Bitcoin thing? Okay, I've heard of it. And this name, cryptocurrency, it doesn't really sound very you know, appealing or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, blah, blah. So there were a lot of questions. And so a lot of the, of the population probably, they literally got caught off guard with this whole Bitcoin thing. And that probably biased their opinion because they didn't know what this Bitcoin thing was. And they just heard crypto and, you know, it might have a different connotation for them in their heads. And so that, might be a little bit of a thing. And so there, there was a lot of uh, reluctancy to accept Bitcoin. And so that's why you get these types of pictures and that type of uh, activity to to vandalize those uh, Chivo kiosks or posts or whatever to explain, uh, to to destroy that because people are not happy with that. But the effort from the government was to teach uh, the population about Bitcoin in 90 days, basically. <laughs> so it was a very short amount of time to kind of like sell the idea of why Bitcoin is good. Uh, sure. But even from then, the Chivo kiosks are there. There are information posts for people. And so you can go there and learn about how Bitcoin works, how Chivo Wallet works. And so uh, th there's an effort to educate the population for sure um, so i don't know maybe the opinion will change once uh, people are better informed so i was reading an article online that kind of seemed to paint the chivo wallet in a negative light and i think as far as i know there have been several issues with it but this particular article was talking about scammers and things like that but I don't know what fish out all these hackers and scammers and stuff, but it, it seems like the Chiba wallet may have had those issues. Yeah. From your perspective, do you think the Chiba wallet has um, made the country have a better perception or a worse perception of Bitcoin? Because, you know, I, I, I think it would be unfortunate if somebody saw Bitcoin as the Chiba wallet it, because, and then had, had opinions of the Chiba wallet, I guess. But I guess it really helped throw people into the crypto world or the Bitcoin world, right? Uh, yeah. Because it's it's a very simple app. It's a very simple thing. You enter your ID and that's uh, pretty much you have an account. And even the, the, the president even gifted uh, 30 US dollars worth of Bitcoin as soon as you started the app. So that was great. That uh, gave a little bit of uh, an incentive to start an account in the Chivo wallet. And it's- uh, Did you do it? I did. I did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I got my free thirty dollars, which quickly became I think forty five because of the time where Bitcoin was going up. Right now, not that much, but you know. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm gonna expand on the scammer portion. Sure. The issue with the the Chiba wallet is that you only need your ID number, basically your social insurance number, something like that. And so the, this is not a secret to anyone. And so El Salvador has a very high rate of crime. Right. And so it's very easy to have your identity stolen over there. And so since the Chivo wallet really only needed your ID number and a phone number, it was very easy for someone who was not you to open an account and basically just transfer out those uh free $30 or whatever. And so that's what happened to a lot of people. And and then like it got even worse that uh, at one point I heard of a couple of cases that they got like $500 to $700 worth of Bitcoin stolen uh, in that way. And so the security of the Chivo wallet was not, you know, I guess 
appropriate. Do you to, not need a password or? You just need a pin basically. But uh, before you create your account, you only need your ID number and your uh, phone number. Oof. That's it. Like, yeah. So right now I'm not sure how it's uh, working because I, I, a lot of people probably ended up with nothing. Yeah. 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 And so uh, a lot of people didn't want to open an account because of that. Uh, a lot of people were actually had their account when they tried opening the account, they had, they realized, Oh, this account has been already opened, but it wasn't me. So, so that, that was an issue. Then the, the Chiba wallet uh, crashed for, I think like a couple of weeks or even a month uh, because of issues um, like no. problems with the server. And so, I mean, because of, of all this, this things definitely, it hasn't helped that much. Right. But I think now things are a little bit better, at least. And I know they're pushing the campaign. As I mentioned, they, there's a lot of information there and, and people trying to teach everyone how to use the Chivo Wallet, how Bitcoin works and everything. So, And that was like a lot of bad first impressions for the whole <laughs> yeah. country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, so... Yeah, go, yeah, oh, I was going to say, we got to kind of jump in because speaking of which, we could hopefully make a good impression with somebody from that country that we can go one layer deeper in this and actually talk to somebody who is in El Salvador at this moment. Do we want to try to do that? Yeah. Just because I told him 8.30 and now it's 8.33. So I just sent him the invite. Let's see how yeah. long it takes in the meantime. You mentioned uh, crime rate being high and it not being a secret and Beats mentioned a hunter who's going to go there. Do you have any advice for him or, I guess, concerns for him going if the crime rate is so high? Shout out strong. Mm. Mm. Definitely. If you have a local that can guide you where to not go, that's great. <laughs> and the other thing is that don't get too distracted with your phone, even though, you know, you're playing <laughs> Point Hunt World. But, you know, it's... That's it's uh, yeah, it's a problem, and I guess in a lot of big cities, and you know, you you have to pay attention to all your surroundings, and so <laughs> yeah. I guess one last uh, thought for strong there. It's strong, right, Beats? Uh, it's like strong, S T R A U G H N. Okay. So yeah. strong. I I assume he's going to be reading these questions in in Spanish. No, no, no. It, it ports from your phone, whatever your, your phone uh, is set to. Oh, yeah. awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be in English, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's good. You can't help the yeah. Salvadorian next to you. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so, sounds like a great way to learn Spanish, though. <laughs> it, it, I bet. I bet it is. <laughs> hey, Vitpizar. Bienvenidos, amigo. Hola, sí, Vitpizar. Aquí te oímos bien. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué onda? All right, we have got a legit El Salvadorian. A bit bizarre is on the phone with us. Uh, so let, let's not waste any time. Uh, to get a sense of the hunting prowess here, Bit Vizar has been seventh in the country in November, second in December, third in January, and sixth in February. So just first of all, congratulations, Bit Vizar. Thank you. Thank you. So you've gotten further than anybody else in your country in your event. How were you hunting during that time? What's a normal hunting time for you? Bitpizar, si querés te puedo ayudar con, con la traducción. No sé si... Sí, si por favor, ayúdame que soy algo bueno ah, idioma. Ah, no, tranquilo, tranquilo. Este, te están preguntando que... Bueno, primero te felicitaron por tus logros en, en el juego. Eh, porque sí. tan alto en, la, en las categorías, en la tabla de, de clasificación. Y pues bueno, ahorita te están preguntando cómo, cómo se ve un día normal de cacería para vos en el juego. Un día normal es yo saliendo de mi casa, la primera cajita que tengo está justo a unos 50 metros y de ahí en el transporte público hasta mi trabajo. Eh, ¿Y, ¿Y cuántas sí, sí, como... cajitas más o menos? Abris, quizá. Eh, así de ley, o sea, siempre, siempre unas cuatro blancas y unas cuantas azules, dependiendo de las llaves que tengamos, porque ah. al menos con dos amigos nos hemos unido y hemos llenado por lo menos eh, a pango de cajitas de Uster Bowl. 
Ah, chivo, chivo. Uh, so, voy, voy a traducirles un poquito para que vayamos así. So, uh, he's saying that his normal hunting day, it starts with a, you know, a small vault that it's like 50 meters just right outside of his place. And then he takes the bus and opens around four four vaults um, on his way to work. And he's joined forces with other two local players to, you know, full, fill the the area, the city that they're in, which is called Soyapango. And so they fill this area with uh, user vaults. Bitvizar, how did you get into crypto? And how did you get into Coin Hunt World? Okay, uh, Bitvizar, te están preguntando que como oíste de cripto, como te llegaste a, a las criptomonedas y pues, Unido a eso, ¿cómo te enteraste de, de Coin Hunt World? Eh, ya había escuchado de criptomonedas anteriormente, sobre todo porque había varias noticias dando ahí por el año 2018-17 sobre un muchacho que había vendido, no sé si 2.000 Bitcoin por dos pizzas y que a la fecha ya fueran no sé cuántos millones. Por lo menos eso uh -huh. fue la primera vez que escuché de criptomonedas. Si quieres, voy por pausa. So, okay, so first we're going to break it down into the two questions. So the first one was, how did he hear about crypto? And so he's telling me he heard about crypto a couple of years ago, around 2018, where there was a lot of news about the guy who had sold uh, or had bought uh, pizza using crypto, yes. right? And so, uh, and then that that money that he had paid for that pizza was valued in millions of dollars. So <laughs> that's when he heard about crypto. Gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, just like, what about you? Okay, Vitpizar, uh, entonces, ¿cómo oíste o cómo supiste de Coin Hunt World? Bueno, no sé si se habrán dado cuenta, pero al menos en El Salvador, a partir del año pasado, 2021, ya es legal transar o tener eh, intercambios con la criptomoneda en el país, ya es una moneda legal. Eh, uh -huh. Entonces, bueno, si gustas hago una pausa aquí. No, bueno, si quieres completar la idea. Okay. Y, y, ajá. ok, entonces como ya es legal en el país, realmente yo ya había caído... Pues conocer un poquito más de este mercado, pero lo que me detenía era el hecho de, o sea, comprar es fácil, pero que el dinero te regrese de criptomoneda a dinero real, dinero fiat, creo que le dicen, uh -huh. era como un impedimento. Pero ya que la ley lo permite, eh, hay varias personas que han estado interesadas en eh, incursionar en este mercado de criptomonedas. En mi caso estuve buscando varios videojuegos, porque lo que más hago es jugar. <ríe> Entonces, qué mejor manera que ganar jugando. Entonces, ahí fue como encontré a, a Coin Home, de hecho una empresa que recientemente vino al país por el área de Sur City, eh, Orcadex fue la que estuvo promocionando bastante el juego, ah, salió bastante en las noticias locales, entonces me interesó, decidí incursionar y, y dado que también la metodología es igual a Pokémon Go, sentí que era una buena forma de hacer ejercicio y ganar. Ah, chivísimo. Okay, uh, pues voy a traducir, voy a traducir esto. Uh, all right, so he's telling me about how he heard from Coin Hunt World, and so basically, uh, with the Creamy. Bitcoin and crypto coming uh, becoming legal tender, uh, there was a lot of buzz about crypto, and so he's telling me that he wanted to. He started. He liked playing video games in general, and so he started looking for video games to play around that involved crypto. Now that it was easy to transform whatever crypto you earn into U.S. dollars, let's say, and so he was very happy to find this, and so he ran into Coin Hunt World because Orcadex, who, which is the the exchange, basically the uphold that's going to function in El Salvador, so they were promoting the game and so that's how he learned from it and then he started looking into it and he realized okay so it looks like it's pokemon go and I'm, i i want to exercise i like walking so why not earn some crypto uh, while i'm doing that fantastic you're doing great with this translation by the way i mean i don't know if you're really doing great but it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing my best i'm doing my best thank you great it's fantastic <laughs> Uh, let's let's keep going with the crypto part of this. Um, since we had just ended with your guys' discussion about you know Bitcoin being legal tender, I would love for you to ask Bitvizar about his take on and his opinion on the the whole Bitcoin and and being legal tender in El Salvador. Okay, eh, Bitvizar, ahora que estamos hablando de esto del de, de que sea cripto legal ahí en el país, 
eh, ellos quieren saber así como tu opinión, que, así, qué es lo que vos pensás de que, de que cripto sea legal allá en El Salvador. Ok, ok. Este, como les comentaba, yo lo veo como de oportunidad. Eh, a pesar de que hay muchas opiniones negativas acerca de que quizás el Bitcoin es mejor que no sea como una moneda legal porque le quita lo descentralizado. Sin embargo, yo lo veo como un mercado nuevo. Eh, hay que recordar que es un mercado que es muy poco conocido para muchas personas, sobre todo en el país. Y es una gran oportunidad pues, de aprovechar y hacer otros ingresos. Realmente a mí me gusta bastante la idea de... Y realmente eso es lo que vamos. Hay muchos países que ya están digitalizando su moneda. Entonces uh -huh. va a haber un momento en que eh, va a ser algo normal, algo de todos los días. Right, so he he likes the opportunity that having Bitcoin as legal tender gives. You know, it's uh, he's excited that this is a new a new market, and so he's looking at how other countries are already having this digital or thinking of having this digital uh, currency, and so it's it's basically he's he's looking at this as an opportunity to get into this something new this new currency see zach he's glass half full yeah yeah what's that <laughs> yeah what's that so in spanish no just joking I don't... he's just being funny oh okay okay um so i i love to while we're talking like somebody mentions like a place i love to look up the area so i'm looking up soya i'm gonna say it wrong soya pongo and how it's kind of close to san salvador is this a safe place is this a tourist friendly place would you recommend visiting there uh okay bit bizarre <laughs> eh, eh, bit está viendo soya pango está googleando soya pango y me está preguntando que si o sea que está cerca de san salvador y todo pero que me está preguntando que si es un lugar seguro un lugar turístico o qué, qué, qué pensás ahí al respecto de eso Realmente Soyapango es uno de los municipios más calientes, por decirlo así, o sea, de, eh, el índice de violencia y criminalidad es bastante alto. Sin embargo, hay zonas donde todavía puedes jugar, por ejemplo, donde solemos nosotros cazar, por decirlo así, es centros comerciales. Mm, eh, yeah. Y con algunos pocos de los planes que ha hecho el gobierno, sí ha ido disminuyendo un poco la violencia, pero sí es de tener cuidado un poco con... Con el teléfono cuando lo sacas, por ejemplo, hace poco un amigo se unió al juego y le probaron el teléfono. Híjole. Ay, bueno, sí, yo la verdad, sí. Ok, uh, entonces voy a traducir esto que me acabas de contar. Um, all right, so he's telling me that Soyapango is one of the hottest municipalities in terms of crime. And so it's not really easy oh. to hunt there. But uh, there's an, there are areas, if you know where to move, it's, uh, it's safe or safe safe-ish at least and so they can move around and hunt easily and especially also with the uh, the government has uh, implemented some plans and it's made it safer and so it's a little bit safer to go around now than it was before but still there's a lot of crime and he was even sharing that recently a friend of his he started playing um uh, coin hunt world and so he was going around with his cell phone and the, the cell phone got he got mugged basically Oh, so. we know about that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. Sí, no, acaban de decir que sí. Qué lástima que le robaron el cel a tu, a tu chero. Quisiera agregar que si lo querés ver de un lado como positivo, mm -hmm. es como que mientras andas casando, tenés que tener cuidado de que no te casen. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay, Pedro, yes. All right, so he's, he's saying that, um, yeah, so let's put a fun spin to it. And so basically, while you're hunting, just you, you just need to be careful not to be hunted yourself. <laughs> fun, okay. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yeah. Wow, that definitely adds to the game, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I got a couple more questions, Zach. I don't know if you have any in particular, but I'm just going to run the run the floor with it. Um, Bifizar, do you have the auction house open, and do you have any materials that you're trying to sell? Bifizar, te están preguntando que si ya abriste la casa de subastas y que si tienes algunos materiales ahí que ya estás vendiendo o qué ondas. De hecho, ya gracias a las premiaciones que hemos estado teniendo, hemos logrado abrir eh, la casa de subastas. Al menos yo juego, eh, por decirlo así, con otras dos personas, donde está mi Lore CV, el Cari, uh -huh. 
y ya abrimos la user bubble. En mi caso yo sí ya, eh, perdón, ya abrimos la casa de subastas. En mi caso yo ya subasté un par de cosas. Igual ya compré otro par de cosas y así es como también logro mantenerme un poco en el ranking arriba porque logro comprar algunos pergaminos y los imprimo y eso te va dando varios puntajes. Ah, Igual eh, en los User Bubble ya por lo menos yo he puesto 5, Milor ha puesto otros 5, el Caris lleva como 4, casi llega a los 5. Y seguimos pensando seguir pues poblando Soyapango, a Popa, Ciudad Delgado, también hemos ido a la parte de la costa. De hecho por el juego hemos andado en varios lugares viendo qué es lo que hay. Estuvimos eh, en Sur City que se compone de la playa del Sonte, el Tunco. Eh, eh, hemos tratado pues, de explorar la mayor cantidad de opciones De hecho ya hemos logrado colonizar cuatro árboles de resina ah, <risa> Buenísimo, felicidades Ok, voy a traducir esto porque sí, es, es bastantito eh, All right, so he, he does have the auction house open And he has sold some materials around uh, from time to time And he's also bought some blueprints already And that's how he's been able to keep up in the in the leaderboard. So so yeah, there's definitely he, he's opened that. And okay. he he was also expanding on the fact that uh, he and his friends, a couple of his friends, uh, my lord SV or my lord SV and uh, El Cari, they they play together around in the same city ah. in the same area. And so uh, both uh, Bitizar and my lord SV have put five user vaults already around their area and el cari is four almost to his fifth so they have the the the, the city populated with their user vaults and Also, thanks to uh, Coin Hunt World, they've been around the country too. They've even gone to uh, Surf City, which is basically a set of beaches that are called El Sonte, El Tunco, if you want to look it up. Um, the beautiful beaches, if I that, That's add. where John's going. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very beautiful place. And so that's they discovered new places around uh, those areas and they've even con uh, conquered, I think he said three or four uh, resin trees that are around those places. So There's yeah. I didn't even know there were resin trees in El Salvador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were resin trees. I even, I even got uh, lucky with a couple of them. <laughs> wow. All right, cool. Now I know. Yeah, yeah that, this, is, this is great fun. I, I love this. I, so I, I, I would sit and talk with you guys all day. Um, I have one last question, though, for Bitvizar. Um, does Bitvizar mean Bitwatch? I was doing some Google Translate. Does it mean Bitwatch or something else? Okay, Bitvizar, me están preguntando que qué significa tu nombre. O sea, ellos lo están traduciendo así como que eh, mirar bit o, o qué, o, o cómo, cómo surge tu nombre. ¿Qué significa? Ah, mi nombre se remonta a mi época de gamer empedernido. Y <risa> cuando me usaba bastante pasar viendo series, al menos el bit lo saqué del Bitcoin. Okay. Solamente por el bit. Y igual el, el visar de lo tomo como visoría o visualizar. Eh, ah. Algo así es la traducción que yo le quiero dar. Ah, eh, okay. Y básicamente por eso se compone. De hecho, creé un correo solo para estar jugando diferentes juegos y probar la cuestión de la criptomoneda. Por eso decidí ponerle bit visa. Ah, chivo. Okay, uh, voy a traducir entonces. All right, so he's telling me that bit, bit visa comes from his uh, time when he was a very hardcore gamer. And so that's where the name comes from. And it basically, yes, it, it's similar to what you uh, got the translation from because the bit does come from Bitcoin and so from crypto. And the Vizar, he translates it or he thinks about it as a visualize. So, like, to visualize bits, basically. So I was right. I was right. That's yeah. what we got from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Zach, do you, do you have anything you wanted to ask before we let Bitfazar go? I would just want to make sure that he knows he is to go hard during the week where the <laughs> Bitcoin Beach QB drops so that he can print as many as he can and that when the first month when white paint is new, go as hard as he can and he will have a shit ton of keys. Okay. All right. Translating that. Eh, Bitpizar, eh, Zach realmente no tiene ninguna pregunta para vos, pero te quiere recomendar que la próxima semana caces lo más que puedas para que consigas ese Bitcoin Beach eh, QB, porque va a ser un, una cosa caliente que se va a vender bien en la casa de subastas. Y luego cuando salga ya el QB blanco, 
cuando ya lo lancen, que haga lo posible por conseguir esa, esa pintura blanca y ese cubi blanco para poder vender el cubi, ¿no? El, el, el pergamino para que ganes. Eso va a estar caliente en, las, en la casa de subastas. Ok, realmente, eh, al menos muchos estamos esperando ya el lanzamiento de este 11, ya queda un día prácticamente, uy, un par de horas, para que sí. ya sea la traducción en español. De hecho, creo que una de las dificultades que ha tenido el juego ha sido la cuestión del idioma, porque al inicio había 140 jugadores, al menos eso contaba. Sí. Eh, actualmente, si revisamos, solamente vemos 16, pero sí. creo que el paso de, eh, del cambio de idioma va a ayudar bastante. Al menos creería yo que aumentaría nuevamente la cantidad de jugadores y la cacería se pondría mejor, igual la competición por el ranking. Sí, 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 sí. Uh, okay, voy a traducir. So, yeah, he, he agrees. <laughs> Thanks for, for the advice. And so he's also adding that the he's, he's anxious to have the game in Spanish. And he's looking forward to this Friday. That's when we are going to get the, the Spanish drop. And so the other thing is that he, he kind of like expanded on the fact that the game started with around 140 players or something like that. And so now it's dropped to around 16. And so he was lamenting a little bit of that uh, in the first launch, but then, you know, excited to see and he's sure we're going to get more Spanish uh, or more players with the Spanish drop. Yeah, I think that's inevitable. We are we're definitely going to hit the ground running this time, especially with, with Spanish questions and hopefully everything in Spanish, all the, you know, the, the notifications and everything. So. Um, yeah, I echo that. Please go hard, Bifazar, and please stay safe and get us those special resources. And yes, we will definitely call on you for more updates for about the El Salvador on the ground situation. Tell them we're rooting for him too. Okay, all right. Eh, Bitizar, eh, Bits te quiere decir también, te recomienda que vayas, que vayas a cazar bastante la semana que viene, que está eh, realmente, los dos te están animando bastante para que, para que eh, caces bastante y que, pues, eh, dentro de lo que cabe, te mantengas seguro, <risa> dadas las circunstancias. Esperamos siempre seguir cazando y evitar que nos casen. <ríe> y es un gran juego, de hecho las categorías son bastante interesantes, al menos con mis compañeros las que más solemos contar son las de automovilismo, medicina, conocimiento general y geografía. Ah, ok. Y hemos aprendido okay. bastante. All right, he thanks for the for rooting for them, and he also shared, you know, repeated the in El Salvador, you know, we hunt, uh, but we are also careful not to be hunted. And um, he also shared that with his friends, they really enjoy the game, they really like the questions and the trivia, and they've learned a lot. And their favorite categories are automobile, health and medicine, wow. and general knowledge. And they've learned a lot just based just playing the game. Love it. Love to hear it. All right. Well, muchas, muchas gracias, Bitfizar. It was great to talk to you, and we will see you another time. Bitfizar, muchas gracias. Dime. Que están un gran gusto haberte tenido acá. Y pues, bueno, seguramente te van a llamar para otras actualizaciones del juego en El Salvador. Thank you for the opportunity. My English is very bad, and I need translator. But I happy together. Boom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Better than my Espanol, that's for sure. Yeah, true. Entonces, un gusto y gracias por la invitación. Y para lo que ustedes necesiten, ahí estamos. También me avisan si necesitan contactarse con mi Lord o el Cari. Ahí estamos siempre listos. Ah, chivo, chivo. Okay. Ah, pues voy a traducir eso y. También yo, muchas gracias por, por sí, siempre estar ahí atento con el Discord y siempre ahí compartiendo un poco. Eh, así que gracias. Pero voy a traducir aquí para ellos. All right. So he's saying thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. And um, he can also like come whenever. And the, also, if we want to contact other uh, Salvadorian players like El Cari and, and my lord, SV, he can contact them. They're good friends and so they sh they you can contact them as well fantastic well you know what bizarre you caught my eye because you were the only person to print that tiger so uh yep it, it, you were the the luck of the draw on that one where i guess you know the, the effort that you put in uh counted here so awesome we'll see you next time man thanks you so much for being here okay bizarre. Eh, solo que te, te, como fuiste vos el que imprimiste el tigre 
por eso es que como que les llamó la atención ahí. Entonces, pero gracias, gracias de nuevo por, por estar acá y ahí estamos okay. en contacto. Ok, muchas gracias. Este, ¿Cómo me salgo? ¿En el botoncito rojo? ¿eh? Sí, 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 ahí, en el botoncito rojo, en el teléfono. Okay, ok, chao, cuídate. Ok, bueno, cuídense. Salud. All right. Oh, Bearded Anton, you did an amazing job. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I love thank googliando. You. That's my new favorite word. <laughs> I I think it, it is a verb in Spanish, or I just, you know, my brain just did that. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah, I, I had to, uh, you know, my, my my younger days of hearing lots of Spanish were really, you know, brought to the forefront there. So I, I loved it. It was good. Uh, great. 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 Um, Zach, what else did you want to cover with Bearded and Hunter? Because then we still have to do kind of our regular show, too. So what else you got? I am a lot of questions, but thank you again for coming on and for translating and for letting us just take your brain. And again, thank you for helping everybody in the Discord, because uh, I think obviously Illusion Weaver appreciates it if he asks you to be a mod, but uh, uh, mention it to Beats. Yeah, you're doing seriously valuable work translating and uh, like almost single-handedly bringing on an entire country. So it's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm just excited to have some... Uh fellow Salvadorians playing around and enjoying the game, getting some crypto. But yeah, whatever I can do to help. Heck yeah, stack those stats. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much, Bearded Ant Hunter. We will catch you soon. We'll definitely be hearing more from you, I'm sure. All right, of course. So whenever you need, I'll stick around. I'll be in both discords. Uh, so yeah, hit me up if uh, whenever. Thank you very much. All right. Stuff. Yeah, Take care. So and uh, thanks again for the invite. It was a pleasure being here. And yeah, keep uh, the, the podcast coming. It's great. You've got great dynamics. So really, really appreciate listening to you while I'm hunting or working or doing whatever at home. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, take care, both of you. Right. You too. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you, BitBazaar, for coming on the show and letting us pick your brain. It sounds like you know what you're doing, so we will leave you to it and enjoy this week and make a lot of keys in that auction house, you know? And Bearded Ant Hunter, thank you again for coming on the show and giving us your inside and outside perspective on El Salvador. Thank you for the translation and congratulations on becoming a mod. You deserve it. And to everybody listening, we'll see you next week. Zach, give him the beat.